Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic, which is how extremely stupid people are, especially about economics, and how, uh, what else, stupid, yeah, let's stick with it stupid for now, that's easy. Uh, If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a free preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. So when I say people are extremely dumb, especially about economics, uh, it's pretty much a proven fact. We are, humans are about 2% smarter than a chimpanzee. And, of course, smartness and intelligence is all varied because we have countless types of intelligence, which varies person to person, and uh, chimpanzee to chimpanzee, gorilla to gorilla, all have different varying levels. And uh, because we're all designed to really specialize in different things. I was designed to specialize in being moderately good at English and spelling and also economics, apparently, since a few of my favorite people on YouTube now are the guys who like to be entertaining when talking about economics. So uh, there's probably more room since all of them are perma bears. Those of you who watch... CNBC and uh, watch all the financial shows like I do every day, know what a perma bear is. That's someone who just permanently, their their whole career is just talking about how bad the economy is, how bad the government is regarding economics, such as the, the Federal Reserve. And also, and then doing that every day, 365 days a year, every year. (laughs) So it's always, according to them, the things are always basically going down and getting worse. So it's easy to get caught up in that for plenty of people, especially if the people are just negative in general. Uh, If you understand economics, it's the dismal science. Is dismal for a few different reasons. Uh, one of those reasons is because uh, when you put a culture in a petri dish, the culture explodes uh, and then it dies it runs, when it runs out of resources. And we we're like that culture on the planet Earth as our petri dish uh, population explodes and then it uh, will eventually begin to die out. Well. The population is not dying out yet. It's not even getting close to dying out. So uh, we're still at the beginning stages of, uh, I mean, we just began the 
population explosion a hundred years ago. So uh, people have been around, been around for, um, say, a half million years as far as homo sapiens who look like us. Roughly 500,000 years. So uh, it's only in the last 100 years that the population explosion uh, began. But we also have um, technology, which the bacteria in the Petri dish, uh, they don't have any technology other than the, the, the genetics they were born with that has technology, but, uh, and they have some degree of thinking in a rudimentary way. Besides that, they don't certainly have the, the kind of technology that, that we have to be able to uh, make changes. Um, at this point, we can even change our own DNA to make, make ourselves a hundred times smaller. Um, which, that's, I've got to write that down in my list of movie ideas. Because when, uh, when we do start really running out of resources, that's when people will say, okay, well, all we've got to do is make ourselves a hundred times smaller. And, uh, and then, because uh, we have the technology to fight off other animals, we don't have to physically fight off animals, we don't have to physically hunt animals, we have no reason to, um, to try to be bigger, we don't have to fight off other people, you know, in the future, we should have enough uh, police and security measures to, to where we don't have to... We, we pretty much already have that situation. Uh, women and children are uh, protected, and uh, people that are, you know, five inches tall will be um, protected. What do we call these little people? I guess they're going to be much smaller than current little people. I guess they'll be uh, tiny people. But that's the dismal science we're talking about, where running out of resources. So we don't have that problem. So what we do have that people have a really hard time understanding that fortunately I, I do understand is cycles. So it's all about cycles. And cycles is where the big money is made. This is where Warren Buffett makes his money. The way that he terms it is that, uh, you know, because we're, we're now at it. Come, 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 come. Walking my dog as usual. If you watch Jeff Berwick on YouTube, uh, you'll see some similarities between me and him. He's also walking his chihuahua mix while he's doing his YouTube thing. But he's one of these perma bears. Now, I like these guys, Peter Schiff, Max Kaiser, Jeff Berwick. They understand economics very well. Uh, but there's one thing they, they leave out. They leave out the positive they leave out the positive parts of the cycle. In fact, they don't even talk about cycles. So they miss the cycles. So uh, Warren Buffett does not miss the cycles. That's where he makes his uh, billions, hundreds of billions, tens, hundreds of billions of dollars is off of these cycles. When he says that when the, uh, you know, when other, when other people are scared, it's time to get greedy. 
So it's time to get greedy uh, right this very second. And only a few people are. Of the people who listen to me, which is a very tiny number of people that are listening to this uh, podcast, audio, uh, probably zero. Maybe we'll say one. We'll say one person or two. So you may be the lucky one person who is inspired by what I'm telling you, which is that uh, if I had, say, 10 million people listening, nobody has that many. Say I had 1 million people listening to this particular audio uh, podcast episode recording, uh, you'd only get about maybe out of a million what, 5 or 10, 20 people to really sort of implement, be inspired and implement what I'm talking about as far as cycles. Well, uh, that's great. That's what puts you ahead of all these other people. So if you like the idea of being, uh, if you're a little bit competitive, only even if you're just a tiny bit competitive like me, um, it puts you ahead of other people. Um, and it's not that I want to be better than other people. It's just that people, humans don't live up to their potential. I'm able to see potential in myself and in other people and everyone in society and society itself that's not 100% lived up to. So that's why you have people like Elon Musk who really stands out. Hey, Elon Musk is able to do all these things. Well, guess what? Uh, most of us could do those things. Most of us could start a service like PayPal. Uh, Most of us could start a service like eBay. Most of us could launch a electric car company and make it successful. Most of us could launch a a rocket spaceship company. Uh, It's just Elon understands completely that anything is possible especially if you're willing to learn how to do it, find others to help you, and be committed to making it uh, successful or to giving it more than 100% uh, try, and also to um, do not be afraid of failure. Failure is part of the success process, and to uh, turn fail- failure into success. So the failure is not failure if you're learning from it and turning it into successes. So just like when you take a test in third grade and maybe you get an F on one and then you decide that you don't want to get F's on any more tests so you change your uh, studying. And um, I can tell you one thing that uh, There's more cars on the road today, Saturday. People are already getting tired of the routine of of staying home or whatever. Another thing is that uh, uh, modifying cars, I think people are not, they're either not getting their testing done for smog or they are, um, they're just putting in little modifications that they can turn off and on. And then when they get their, like they're removing their catalytic converter or whatever, or part of their uh, muffler system, because we're seeing cars that are fairly new that are sounding very uh, noisy. Um, 
I think that's what people are doing. People enjoy race cars, especially the young guys that will turn any car into a race car. Even a Ford uh, Focus or an old Ford Escort or whatever. They'll bore out the engine or uh, do whatever. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a million ways to cheat on the uh, smog tests as. Uh, Volkswagen taught us. <laughs> they were able to cheat uh, so badly they were able to cheat for every single car that they produced for a while. So, um, but back to people being uh, stupid about economics. And my three favorite uh, entertaining people who talk about economics. Well, let's talk about those guys since they're entertaining and what makes them entertaining. Max Kaiser, he started his career as a comedian in uh, New York City. You can see Max Kaiser being introduced uh, by the most successful comedian of all time. And the... Um, this way... Max Kaiser. Max Kaiser. So Jeff Berwick, who I just told you about, the guy who walks the Chihuahua. Dollar Vigilante. If you Google search Dollar Vigilante, he is a libertarian. I think even more so, he is a uh, he's an anarchist. So he thinks that the government that we don't need any any government for the most part. And then, who's the third one? Oh, Peter Schiff. Peter Schiff. He, uh, he may be my favorite, the most impactful of all of these entertaining comedians. He's um, really does a good job of talking about how bad the Fed is, how really screwy things are with the federal government, how they're really going from bad to worse. And this is, this is all true. In fact, this has been going on for uh, since, you know, 1930 or whatever, 1930s, that the government really has been getting more and more uh, crazy, uh, spending money, wasting money on, um, on uh, entitlements and giving free money and paying people to not work. So Peter Schiff and the other, the other guys are the same. Those things are very bad for the economy. The debt is really going from bad to out of control bad. But there's still positives in all that. In fact, things can get, get really bad, really screwy. And uh, people, you know, people can still take advantage of, of that situation, can take advantage, exploit and make the most of all those situations of bad economies, uh, socialism, and all this other stuff. So Peter Schiff just announced that basically this, we're, we're now living in a socialist country, and by many measures we are, or at least a partially socialist. Uh, not 100% socialist, but probably more than 50%. If when the government completely takes over health care, that's... That's, you could say that we're living in a socialist country when we have socialized medicine because there's nothing more important, uh, profound effect on our 
liberty than being in control of our own health care or the government being in, in control of it. So when the government makes a case-by-case case decision on who lives and who dies based on what treatment they're going to get, then um, you've definitely lost your liberty at that point. 100%. Uh, that's the tipping point right there. There are other things that can be a tipping point, but uh, socialized medicine is one. Um, other, uh, so Peter Schiff, uh, he's probably less funny than the others, except that he really, really rails on the Fed, the federal government, on how just how bad things are, which is pretty entertaining. Um, Dollar Vigilante, he's kind of the same. Uh, for him, he talks a little more about liberty, and also Max Kaiser. He's the funniest because he actually is a comedian, has been the beginning, the beginning of his career until now. Max Kaiser is a comedian. Come on, let's go play with your weppy friends. Let's go this way and play with your weppy friends. Just take off your uh, leashy. You get to play with your weppy friends. You get to play with weppy friends. Okay. And uh, so, what else? Um, yeah, so what we got to do is take cycles. How do we take cycles and make those interesting? He's a Pomeranian. Pomeranian. So, yes, so what, so what we're going to do is we're going to take cycles and make them entertaining. How do we do that? That's like taking the uh, sun coming up and down. Uh, and making that entertaining, something that happens every day, that's the most boring thing in the universe, is the uh, sun going up and down. So we're going to figure out how to make that entertaining, um, probably by talking about how much money that can be made once you do understand uh, economics and you understand uh, cycles, when you understand economic cycles. You playing with your weppy friends? You playing with your weppy friends? Hello. Hi there. Hi, sweetie. This is the friendly one, huh? This is the friendly one. Hi there. This is the fluffy one. Oh my goodness. You guys are so friendly. You guys are so friendly. It's easy to remember you with your um, curly hair. Oh, you want more attention. And they're both just like my dog. They're little dogs that like attention. <laughs> Are you telling him who's boss? Pomeranian is telling my dog who's boss. Pomeranian wants to be in charge. You got... So, um... You tell me, how do we take something as boring as economic cycles and uh, make that entertaining? I guess by talking about how dumb people are about economics and uh, all that kinds of good stuff. So we'll talk more about that, um, about economics cycles. You cute fluffy puppy. Are you chewing on a... Leaf? Oh, no, he's rubbing himself and stuff. So, um, it's hard for me to talk while looking at these cute uh, puppies because I usually only have one puppy at a time that I'm playing with. <laughs>
gonna, gonna play some more? Play some more with your puppy friends? <laughs> okay, so let's keep walking while we're uh, and talking, while we're thinking about uh, fun things about cycles. Ooh, you can say goodbye. Bye, puppy. Bye, cutie. Bye. Bye, sweetie. Bye, Fluffy. See you later. See you next time. All right. Well, we're at 20 minutes already. So, yeah. So then we'll end with uh, the note that we started with, which was that how dumb people are, especially about economics. So, and why are people dumb about economics? Well, economics is a technical for one thing. It's uh, like math. It basically is math. Uh, it's a type of um, science. But it's also a, a type of science based on sociology. So you got a mixture of math and sociology, basically, is what economics is. Combining math with sociology. So... Uh, it can be confusing. When you take something as concrete as math, people like math because it's fairly concrete. But even math is not 100% concrete. You've got, uh, you got a lot of types of math formulas and uh, things that are, that are a little bit up in the air. You can, there's t sometimes there's t more, two ways or more to do the same thing that give different results. <laughs> so... You have to figure out which, like, which formula works best for what you're, what you're trying to accomplish, what type of uh, calculations. For instance, the order in which you calculate numbers. There was a precise order of how you calculate numbers. Like if you have a, a list of things to calculate, like 2 times 5 plus 7 divided by 9 uh, times 3 plus 7 divided by 36 um, to the square root of 9, or times the square root of 9. So you have to know what order that they are meant to be calculated in and which order they are supposed to be calculated in. And uh, if there's a difference between the two, you have to figure out so that you're calculating them in the, uh, in the correct order to... Uh, get the results that you want to get. So with economics, not only do you have math problems to figure out, much, much more difficult is you have people problems to figure out. It's because math is predictable for the most part, almost 100% predictable. In almost every case, that's kind of what math is for, is two people do the same thing, they get the same result. But uh, part of economics is... Uh, is uh, social sciences with people, psychology and sociology, and that's where everything falls apart. Uh, friends that I have that are um, psychologists, sociologists, they, they have standards and beliefs and uh, so forth, but there's a tremendous amount of variation on anything to do with humans. So psychologists vary greatly on what they believe and uh, 
So that's what economics. That's how economics is fun. Economics is fun and exciting. So uh, that's pretty much it. And then we will leave with uh, this thing about cycles and the sun going up and the sun going down every day and every night. And guess what? Uh, people f- tend to forget. People forget uh, that the sun's going to come up tomorrow. They would forget that if it wasn't so obvious and uh, strongly recorded in our recent memory. But people, especially kids, certainly forget what season it is, what the weather's going to be tomorrow, what the um, and all that good stuff. Whereas an older person, someone over 50 like me, tends to always have it in mind uh, what is the time of day, schedule, weekly schedule, what day of the week it is, what part of the year it is, and uh, to always have in mind, have in mind what we're going to be doing next year at this time, what we're going to be doing in the next season. It's uh, spring, spring, beginning of spring right now. In Los Angeles, it doesn't ma- matter as much. But the, uh, but to some people, they're thinking about planting um, farms, harvesting, planting food, seeds, and all that, all that stuff when they're going to reap the harvest and all those things. So those are things that is easy cycles. But most importantly, when it comes to money, Warren Buffett always knows one thing, that there's cycles, and they happen about every six to 10 years, but with quite a bit of variation on when that cycle happens. But if you know when the average is, average of, say, six years, if you include um, double dips and all stuff like that, of recessions, and Warren Buffett knows that you can, he can make, he and a several other wealthy people and smart people, they know that that's where they could make their biggest money. When they have a huge crash in the stock market, creates huge buying opportunities. So Warren Buffett is now, people are saying, why is he having all this cash? Warren Buffett's hoarding cash. This is what people have been saying for him for the last year, two, three, four years or more. He's got too much cash. Why isn't he using it? He's obviously misallocating it. Well, he has explained why he has cash because he ha- he sells things when prices are relatively high. So he's been selling and selling like crazy lately to generate more cash so that when we have a big crash, he starts buying things for pennies on the dollar. So that's one thing that most people are bad at, that you and I have the opportunity to take advantage of that since we are focusing on that at the moment. And so we're going to take what resources we have and we're going to buy things and we're not at the bottom of the market yet. Right now is just the time to start buying a few things, to buy one Bitcoin or part of a Bitcoin uh, to buy a gold coin, gold coins, gold bars, if you have lots of money, 
or you buy a silver coin. If you don't have lots of money, it's like 15 to, it's like somewhere between 12 and 20 bucks to buy a gold coin. I'm sorry, to buy a silver coin. It's between 10 and $20. So almost anybody can get, I mean, anybody can sit on a street corner and get more than $20 to buy a silver coin. If you're homeless, you can literally start buying, just spend, uh, say, $6 a day on food, sleep in your whatever, and uh, buy a silver coin every day. So uh, anyone could actually go from homeless to wealthy just by doing that. Uh, then later on, add some more stuff to it, add some... Um, Bitcoin, gold, platinum, and other stuff. When you know that the price is too low, like silver, gold is too low. Silver is way too low. And uh, so there we have it. That's our lesson of the day. Cycles and buying uh, silver. We, everyone should be buying a, a silver coin every day. Not not just homeless people, by the way. <laughs> if you're wealthy, buy a gold coin every day. And when the price gets high, you sell it. So that's another thing, the cycles. So part of the cycle that most people don't understand, don't know about, forget about, is buy, you're buying low and you're selling high. So people that don't understand cycles, don't understand economics, they're completely ignoring things when the price is low, which is why the price is low, because most people are ignoring it. And then they find out when the price has shot up a tremendous amount, they hear about it on the news or from a friend, and then they go out and they buy some at that time. And so and they buy too high, and then they, they end up uh, running out of money and selling it uh, too low. So that's how you lose money. The way that you make money is just by doing the opposite of that. You buy the th stuff when it's not exciting, like Bitcoin is not exciting right now. It was even less exciting a couple weeks ago, but it's still very unexciting now, so Bitcoin's cheap. When people start talking about it on the news every day, you hear it on the news one day, you hear it on the news the next day, Bitcoin shot up, oh, next time Bitcoin shot up again, Bitcoin's shooting up again, again and again like crazy. Bitcoin is going through the roof. What is it with Bitcoin? Oh, Bitcoin is fundamentally changing money. Oh. Bitcoin shot up again. It's been on a roll now for for months. It's, it's doubled, tripled, quadrupled in three months. Uh, then you say, oh, Bitcoin's exciting. Bitcoin is something. Now I know for sure because I've heard it, uh, you know, 15 times in the last 14 days. So I better buy Bitcoin. Well, guess what? That's where we're not understanding economics. We're failing because we're doing the exact opposite of what we should be doing. We should be buying when people are scared to buy 
or when people are just completely ignoring something and it's too cheap. So like real estate right now, it was uh, in downtown Los Angeles, prices had already been dropping for a couple years and now they're dropped again because of the stock market crash, coronavirus pandemic panic. By the way, it's more, uh, it is a pandemic, but it's even more of a panic, which is the problem. So um, I just saw a squirrel sitting at eye level in the tree. <laughs> so I'm going to go take a picture of the squirrel. That is our new favorite topic that we're going to figure out how to make that the most fun and exciting. Making things fun and exciting, unfortunately, is not... I know how to make things fun and exciting for myself, but making them fun and exciting for other people is something that I'm learning. So tell me how to make cycles fun for you. Uh, Corey Chambers at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. As I mentioned earlier, if you have a, uh, any properties that you may be interested in, loft, condos, or house, I will send you a property information packet or arrange a private preview upon request. Currently, during the crisis, I will go in and actually videotape a property for you anywhere in downtown or most of LA uh, for free. And uh, I'll put that on YouTube for you. Uh, 213-880-9910. Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for listening. You take care. Bye-bye.